There are men who no longer remember the lyrics to Her Majesty by the Beatles. There are men who don't know any very short songs to help them wash their hands thoroughly with soap and hot water for just under a minute, five times a day. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost, two men who should have better things to do but who are away washing their hands right now. These are two grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. With special guest grown-ass man, Gil Sombrano. Welcome back to Grown Ass. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, we uh, are back with an episode on a non-comic book uh, subject. Although there are comic books about this character. Yes, and I am g- gonna go straight into not a great Mad magazine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they call them in Mad Magazine? I don't remember, but I do remember an early episode of Mad where they. It's the one of them with George Lazenby. Oh, they call him James Bomb, don't they? Yeah, James Bomb. James Bomb. But An odd blob. <laughs> odd blob. But our episode today, yeah. my friends, is about James Bond. Not just the movies featuring James Bond, but specifically the themes of James Bond movies. <laughs> can't get better themes right they're great and i was uh interested in talking about this because the new james bond movie uh has a theme by billy eilish who right. is uh, you know very up and coming up and coming very hot artist and uh when she put out her new theme it made me think about all the other other themes and which ones are great and which ones are terrible and I even had my friend uh, Gil Sombrano, who we're going to hear a little later in the episode. Gil uh, came on. It was uh, wonderful to have him on the show. He's kind of a James Bond expert. If I mean, really. It, not kind of. He is. And uh, he's going to talk about his theory about James Bond 007 themes, all the way from um, the very best of the new movies, which I think is Skyfall, Mm-hmm. Um, all the way to like some of the worst Timothy Dalton stuff. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think of those. I only think of the ones I, well, Sean Connery. I, for me, those are the ones. But Incredibly, yeah. the new one, No Time to Die, which I think is a hilarious, um, your friend Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, yeah, he uh, likes has that one? some very funny uh, Facebook posts about No Time to Die because all the posters of uh, Daniel Craig they say no time to die and he looks kind of like he's busy so it like it looks kind of like he <laughs> joseph is saying it's kind of like james bond is saying listen i don't have time for this i don't have time to die right now yeah. maybe next week i can do it but right now i'm on super spy business well scrimshaw definitely has his pulse on all this <laughs> stuff i mean i don't this is his full-time job is basically analyzing you know movies of this genre you know here's but, what i can't believe okay I don't like to talk about the coronavirus here on the show because... I actually love talking about it. It's such a wonderful topic. But (laughs) it turns out that the the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, is ready to release. And the original release date was April 2nd. It's ready to go. It's done. It's in the can. And they even put out the Billie Eilish theme song. And then they have now 
delayed the release of the movie until Thanksgiving. Oh, you're saying I did? I thought they had canceled the release because they were still filming. No, they they canceled it because because of the subject matter in the film is related. No, because they don't think anybody's going to go to the movies. They wow. think the movie theaters in, especially in Asia, are closed. Yeah. For the foreseeable future, and they they're worried that it's going to happen in the United States as well. I think it's a smart business decision. I think they're right. I think it's, I mean, it's scary, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I think they might I think be right. People don't go to the movies as much anyway. Adam Bernstein, what's your favorite Bond movie? And then, separately, what's your favorite Bond theme? I mean, I'm cliche. I, I think Goldfinger is the best one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so solid throughout. And I love Goldfinger the song. I have memories about certain songs that are not related to the movies. Like the Carly Simon song, Nobody Does It Better. My friend in uh, high school had a piano, and that song was always the sheet music on their piano. Oh, always. Okay. Because no one played their piano except for me Mm -hmm. when I went over. So I learned how to play that piano on piano like, so much I mean I could I probably massacred the hell out of it but I learned how to play a lot of that way before I played piano like that was I would just go there waiting for him to get ready to go out or whatever and I'm like you know playing those chords oh that's great so that's my memory of Carly Simon and that song um is Gold so Goldfinger is also your favorite movie and your favorite theme I I love that I mean the best also you know what year did the Live and Let Die come out. That's got to be 74, I think. 74, I'm guessing, right? I mean, I saw McCartney Wings at the Garden in 1976, <laughs> which was my first big rock concert. You know, I was in sixth grade, so I was 12. And it was so over-the-top overwhelming mm-hmm. to be in the garden with all that environment, seeing McCartney, who I, I knew every song. I loved, yeah. I was freaking out. And... But when they went into Live and Let Die, they have a huge laser show. And he uh-huh. still does it to this day. Yep. But like, to never have seen anything like that was so overwhelmingly intense. You know, And my brother was there too. And my brother was eight. We were both like, <laughs> you know, like, wow, you know, this is what rock concerts are. You know, we flipped out. Yeah. So, I mean, Live and Let Die is such a massive, God, it's McCartney at his total best yeah it's such, such a, a crazy suite of fantastic like pieces of different songs all stitched yeah. together when mccartney is on he is at the top of the mountain yeah. i mean it's just unreal i it's mean it's just fun it's just a i love great that to one. listen to all george martin produced and wrote the string orchestrations I george think. martin did for little yeah. and die yeah i think he called him and said hey i'm doing this i need you to help me do it that's cool you know he was like he knew he was going to be able to do it right. So those are my big ones. I love Dr. No. Dr. That, no doesn't have a pop song. No. It's just got the 007. And I always, that's John Barry. Right. And I love that. Because, I mean, it's I've fabulous. often gone to that, you know, I mean, obviously with the Grown Ass Man show, a lot of Jam- people want James Bond inspired things. 
when they when I ask what kind of theme should you have for your episode, they're like, oh, it's got to be like James Bond. Yeah. So you kind of like I started to listen to that first record and a lot of John Barry to get the ideas of what mm-hmm. they're doing. You know, it's so classic. But it's, I was reading it's so about, amazingly well done. I was reading about the soundtrack to Thunderball too. Right. That Thunderball because it took them they had a, a bunch of changes in the music for Thunderball. Mm-hmm. So the music for Thunderball is maybe the richest of any of the movies. Right. Because it's they had more time to work on it and they brought more themes together into one movie. I had my friend Gil Sombrano come over and uh, talk about his theory um, about the 007 theme songs. And uh, let's let's hear from Gil Sombrano for a minute. Yes, let's listen. Hi, uh, this is Gil Sombrano. I am a uh, digital product designer as well as a uh, you know a bit of an audiophile. I, I had a stint in college radio as a DJ. I have been a James Bond fan since uh, grade school. You said something to me one time when we worked together that has stuck with me all these years, and it's the reason that I wanted to have you on the show. I don't know if you even remember it, but you said you can tell a good James Bond movie by the theme song. If it doesn't have a good theme song, it's probably not a good James Bond movie. I think it's still a good barometer. There may be a few outliers, like say for example, The World Is Not Enough was a horrible, horrible movie. However, I I did think the title track, uh, Sung by Garbage, was wonderful. So, I, I, you know, I, I think there are definitely a few outliers out there. And so, g- give me an example of, like, a James Bond theme that you think matches the quality of the movie. Uh, okay, let's start with uh, the most recent run uh, with Daniel Craig as James Bond. Yeah. So, that uh, Adele's um, Skyfall was very much keeping with the, uh, the feel of the music while still very much, um, you know, respecting and honoring all the musical tropes of uh, uh, James Bond music in the past. It's Uh, great. It's a great song. Oh, absolutely. It was still Adele, but at the same time, uh, you know, the lyrics, the instrumentation, it was was very much a uh, classic James Bond song that could easily have been sung by Dame Shirley Bassey. Where you go, I go. I don't know if you've heard the uh, the latest uh, from Billie Eilish. I, don't know I have, and I, I want to know what you think of it. You know what? Um, I, I don't know too much. I'm, I'm of a certain age, but I know she's the hot thing right now, and, and it's okay. You know, uh, instrumentation-wise, you know, it, it checks off all the uh, the Bond musical tropes, you know, the John Barry strings, um, you know, the kettle drums and all that. Um, is it memorable? Uh I don't think so. I don't know if I can hum it, uh, but you know, I th- I think I think it's just okay. 
and Agreed. maybe that's maybe that's foreshadowing that No Time to Die will just be okay. What are your favorite Bond themes? What theme songs from Bond movies can you listen to anytime? Oh, absolutely. Over over? Oh, okay, um, so I got into um, the films of James Bond probably when I was in uh, junior high. You know, I, I fell in love with uh, uh, Goldfinger. Um, uh, is probably my favorite uh, Connery film. And uh, but going back towards uh, favorite music, so from the Connery era, I mean, you can't do wrong with any of those, any of the music from uh, uh, you know from the Connery era James Bond films. All of his movies have good theme songs. Oh, absolutely, uh, every one. Yeah, absolutely, and you know most of them were sung by uh, Shirley Bassey. Uh, but the one. Uh, what about Never Say Never Again? That had a theme song. That was when he came back. Yeah, but you know what? It's not really considered part of Bond canon, right? Uh, so you know, but it I, did have a. It had a never, never say never again. Who 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 did that uh, one? You know what? I because I don't consider it to be canon. For me, it, it's 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 really really forgettable. And there was so much about it that was like Michael I, Legrand. Oh oh, seriously? It's theme. It, it's actually Michel Legrand, and he did a lot of great music. Uh, for a lot of very famous French films like the, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, he's really, really good. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we should have a listen to it again. But uh, going back to your original question, um, yeah, so uh, pretty much all of the uh, Connery era uh, Bond songs were great. Thunderball yeah. uh, was wonderful. Um, uh, but you know, post uh, post Connery, uh, someone described Roger Moore as James Bond as a James Bond as a Century Twenty One real estate agent. <laughs> it's like, can you seriously can you seriously believe that this guy can kick anyone's ass? And so right. maybe when he was uh, the Saint on TV, but sure. like, no, not even then, no, necessarily. Yeah, uh, yeah like, but uh, those movies have their own distinct charm. Oh yeah, the, the absolutely. Roger Moore. They're ridiculous in a way that is fun. Tom, what do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Obviously, the spy. Uh, nobody does it better. Um, oh, here's, yeah. here's a fun fact. I think it was uh, Radiohead's um, Tom York who may have said that like that's like the sexiest song, like the sexiest song ever. What uh, did Tom York say is the sexiest? Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. Wow. Nobody does it better. Sometimes I wish someone would. Nobody does it quite the way you do. From the list of like the the uh, Roger Moore era, I liked how back in 1985, for a view to a kill, they did something different where they got you know a pop band yeah. to sing the title theme, which was Duran Duran. And, you know, similarly to Adele, it was great because it was Duran Duran being Duran Duran, but singing a, you know, a Bond theme. The follow-up, uh, I feel, is like another one of those uh, Bond themes. Uh, it, it came in at a time where, you know, the, it was a transition from Roger Moore to Timothy Dalton. And I, it, you know, it's it's like one of those songs that I think got lost in the shuffle. Which one? Which is Aha's uh, "The Living Daylights," which oh. is 
I feel a really, really good Bond song, and it's very, very underrated. But I have to say, this goes against your it's an outlier. Your mantra. Yeah, it, it, it's it, an it outlier is. because it. I think that movie sucks. Living Daylights. Living Daylights. There were some things. There, there were there were some things that I did like. Uh, Isn't that the I Living did Daylights like. the one with uh, Christopher Walken? No, that was View to a Kill. He was Max Oren. He was the bad oh, okay. guy. No, <laughs> so what's li- the Living Daylights then? Living Daylights was the first Timothy Dalton outing. Um, oh, that's the one where he falls in love with the cellist. With the cellist, yes. And they who, go on a uh, Ferris wheel. Yes. Oh and man, they that have was this... bad too. What do you think is the worst James Bond theme song? Oh God, there's, there's so many to choose from. Um, what's the bottom of the one thing I never understood, for one thing, I was never a big Soundgarden fan, even though I'm originally from Seattle, uh, was uh, Daniel Craig's first outing in Casino Royale, and uh, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell uh, saying, "You know my name." Oh yeah. And uh, a it did not sound like a a, a Bond song, uh, and 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 I think maybe that was the uh, the producer's intention was just like, okay, we want to do something incredibly radically different, but I think it went too far off the mark and it just sounded like you know you know what's this complaint rock you know song <laughs> doing you know uh, in my james wine title credits the game that we i think that white stripes or that jack white song is <laughs> That song actually works better as an instrumental. Uh-huh. And uh, is there an instrumental of it? It, it appears on the the uh, single release in oh. in Europe. Actually, the same could be said, but with Madonna's "Die Another Day," which is, the, the the lyrics are so insipid and so is it's like uh, maddeningly uh, like frustrating to have to listen to. <laughs> However, the actual instrument, the instrumentation, the production, and I, I believe it was by. Mirwais uh, Amazadi, who did a lot of the production duties for for music, the album by Madonna, had it had uh, a better singer with better lyrics. I could I could buy it. Did you know that like for uh, Quantum of Solace, awful awful title for uh, the title yeah. of a James Bond song, but they did try to bring back um, Shirley Bassey. It's on YouTube. Uh, she does the title track called Quantum of Solace, and it does sound like old school James Bond, you know, sung by Shirley Bassey. Oh, that goes and, on the list. I didn't yeah, know it, that and uh, it didn't make the cut, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Shirley's still singing. My heart is no good at pretending. It knows that the heart's never ending. No solace in a kiss. No comfort. Gil Sombrano. That was Gil Sombrano. It was fantastic to have him on the show. Thank you so much, Gil, for coming on and talking about it. Uh, he knows way more than I mean. His depth of knowledge is is surprising. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you, Adam, about one more thing. Yes. Which is there's a lot of James Bond themes that were rejected. Yes. That I actually, did not know this until you sent me the list. And I'm looking at the list, and it's just some crazy... 
<laughs> it's amazing. I mean, you know what the James Bond themes are, but you don't know unless somebody tells you that Johnny Cash also wrote a theme for Thunderball. Yeah. I mean, you know the the one who's who's the not Matt Monroe who did Thunderball. I don't know. It's um, Tom Jones, right? No. Is it? Wait, hold on. Yeah, Tom Jones did Thunderball. Yeah, Thunderball's so, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. <clears throat> so you know that version, but incredibly, yeah. Johnny Cash did a version, and basically his version. If you listen to it, it's great. There's nothing right. wrong with it. I'm gonna check these out. It's like um, it's like Ghost Riders in the Sky. He basically takes you through the whole plot of Thunderball in right. his song, right. which is hilarious. And they just didn't want it. They didn't, you know, they rejected it as a theme. All right, I'm looking at All Time High, which is the title song from Octopussy. How did Rita, Rita Coolidge, Coolidge get this gig in 83? She was hot. She was hot at the time. She was in a big 83? deal. In 83? Was she hot? I think she was still... I think she was hot in 77 or something, maybe, for a brief moment. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's not a good... Uh... See, and they reacted strongly against that because A View to Kill, which is the next film in 85, is Duran Duran. Yeah. They said... I like the view to a kill. Like, let's get out of the Rita Coolidge bag, you know. Look at some of the other uh, rejected games. Yeah. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. It's bad, I think. Is it? I think it's bad. Oh, but okay. you know, it's a whole other way to go. Right. But can you believe Alice Cooper doing a James Bond? Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I. One of the best. Though, I like Alice Cooper. I Blondie think I did a good one. For it's your eyes only. For your eyes only. Yeah, it's like a whole different version of the idea of for your eyes only. Right. I um, when it said Ace of Base, I saw the thing of uh, Ace of Spades, and I was like, Motorhead should have done one of these things, like bands that should have had James Bond themes. Okay, so what <laughs> what band do you think? Should Motorhead have? for sure. Okay. Um, I would like to have heard one by like a prog rock. You know, like, yes or King Crimson. Yes, sort of yeah. <laughs> King Crimson would, would yeah. probably have done a great job. Yes. I always thought that Goldfrap should do a version. Goldfrap. They also they are they're already kind of creating like that. Their song "Pilots" is already like a James Bond theme. Right. Um, there was a uh, Alice Cooper did "Man with the Golden Gun." Pet Shop Boys did their own version of the "Living Daylights" theme yeah. and. Uh, you can find it online, but it just sounds like they're kind of noodling around. It's just, it just doesn't even sound yeah. good. Aha Ace... did the official version. Yes. Aha. So that's a song that uh, Gil likes, but uh, not one of my favorites, but yeah. still. Um, Pulp did one for Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how these bands had their moment in the sun. I mean, Pulp is obviously huge in uh, England. Apparently... Um, Pierce Brosnan, when he was James Bond, he really liked this band Saint Etienne. Do you remember right. that band? I remember the and name. He lobbied to get them to do a theme, and you can hear it. They did a theme for Tomorrow Never Dies that you can hear on YouTube. Right. Um, you know, not. But Shell Crow did the the official. Yes. Oh, I think that's that's one of the worst. I think Shell Crow's version. <laughs> I think it's really bad. I'm just like amazed. It's not as bad as Madonna's. It's thing, just but... amazed like how somebody gets tagged. I think like what you're seeing is that Hollywood starts to lose the pulse of what's really happening and what's hip the more time goes on. Right. Because the things just start to get so expansive 
you know, especially once the internet is gone, is, is going up, that like, you don't know what's popular anymore. Like, all of a sudden they're giving Sheryl Crow. Was she that big in the late 90s? Yes. I get I, Yes, I guess. Really? But not a good choice for... But Katie Lang did a song. She did a theme for... Um, it was actually in the movie. I feel like it, it was in one of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Maybe really? Never I'm not yeah. seeing that on the list. She did one. She definitely <clears throat> did. If you Google Katie Lang, James Bond, you'd right. be surprised at what comes up. And then um, uh, Straw did a, a song. Muse did a song for Skyfall. Yeah. Uh, but in, in my opinion, the best rejected James Bond theme is by Radiohead. Right. They did this version of Spectre, and they didn't use it in the movie. They they did that Sam Smith song, which I think sucks. Yeah, but Radiohead's song is stellar. It, it just it's great for a James Bond movie, right? Well, and it's got the good. right tone and everything. Like, you know, it's not they're not pandering to it at all. They love it, right? I mean, that's they're on another level. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um. What would you do if you got the gig of composing a a theme song for James Bond? Like, well, what would I you... do first? Yeah, pass out. Well, actually, <laughs> you, you've kind of had this opportunity already because a lot of the guests on Grown Ass Men, if they're if we ask them what kind of a theme song they want, yeah. what are they going to say? They do say it has to have an element of James Bond. Yeah, I feel like when I did the Galacy one, maybe we'll throw a little snippet of that in here. That one I feel like I like I'm pretty I like that one, you know. But um if I had this no it's such an immense chore, you know, because it these movies are have the music so closely tied to them in a way major movies don't. You know. I mean, people may like Bernard Herman, but they don't like Oh man, I gotta go get the new single from the Bernard Herman. <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh wow, that's a great tune, man. So to end this episode, <laughs> I think we should end it with our own Mad Magazine version. No time to eat. No time to eat. No time to want. And no time to watch the movie because it's or it's actually plenty of time to die because now we've got uh, until Thanksgiving because it, it's so delayed right. in coming out, unfortunately. Oh, I look forward to it when it comes out because I like yeah, Daniel Craig. Now that we're talking about it, I want to see him. And I, yeah. want to, I actually want to go watch some of the older ones again. Yeah. But it's good to revisit a grown-ass man episode. You know, we've been away from a little bit due to life circumstances. Yes. 
but uh, 007 is a good way to come back to it. Uh, if anybody has a favorite theme song that they would like to uh, suggest we give more love to. Yes, definitely. I would be happy to do that. All right, grown-ass people. Thank you for listening. Grown-ass men.